It is Tuesday, February 13th, 2024. So you know what that means. It's a brand new episode of the Boiler Breakdown Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee, co-host Evan Webb in the house. We're streaming live on the Boiler Breakdown Facebook page, YouTube channel, and X page channel. I don't know whatever <laughs> to call it every week. But uh, hit the like button, hit subscribe button, hit that follow button at Boiler Break Pod on all social media platforms. And if you're listening to this on your favorite audio podcast platform please give us a rating and review and make sure you're subscribed and have that follow button clicked i know i don't know about you webby but a lot of times i'm listening to my favorite podcast and i've noticed even though i'm listening to them i'm not always following them yep all the time happens to me all the time easy to do so make sure you click that button so you're never missing our latest episodes and gotta give a shout out to big banter sports we are pumped to be their Purdue basketball and football podcast affiliate on their network. Start to chop it up a little more with those guys. And Evan, you were on the um, Big Ten Huddle show. Yep, the other it was night. on How- well, last last Thursday. It was a lot of fun. It was um, me and actually Joe Jackson uh, from Feed the Post, and, and probably people know him more as you know, got someone of. of you know, boilers in the stands. So it's cool to have two Purdue player, two Purdue guys on there. And we had two Ohio state guys on there. And um, so it was a lot of fun, yeah, especially talking about, you know, Purdue victories that week. So that, that helps. <laughs> oh, always helps. It's always better to talk about a victory than a loss. And that's what we're going to be doing tonight. Talking about a victory, the second victory over the Indiana Hoosiers this year. Webby, do you have your broom handy? <laughs> I've got to my garage and get it. <laughs> I got mine right here. The sweep is on. I saw on uh, I think it's Twitter. Someone goes today. I learned that brooms are not allowed in Mackie because <laughs> apparently someone tried to bring in a broom. <laughs> That's pretty classic. That's pretty classic. Uh, usually, you know, it's one of those things. Past decade or so, I haven't bragged about it a ton because we've we we've done that a ton. But after mm-hmm. Indiana swept us last year, I feel like we got to give it back to them a little bit this year. 100 percent. Yeah, uh, they were. It was bad enough two years ago when they beat us, you know, to, for the first time in however long it was. And then obviously last year they beat us twice and definitely heard the chirping. Um, so it's, yeah, nice to give them a get right back to them. For a while there, it was kind of just like, it was just sad <laughs> for all those years. So it's just like, they were so bad. And um, so I really like took the fun out of it. But this one was pretty fun. This one was really, really fun. Well, and I can argue this Indiana team's pretty bad too, but it's still it's still yeah. been fun this year because I mean yeah. Purdue beat them by twenty plus points both times, and the only other time that's happened or the latest time that's happened before the season was 1934, 90 years ago. Yeah. So been a little while, been a little while, but uh, the Boilers were victorious inside Mackey Arena from a sold out raucous crowd in front of a nationwide audience on Fox had Gus Johnson and and. Um, Jim Jackson on the call there, and Gus actually wasn't too bad. I was gonna say how was it? Because when I saw it, I was like, "Well, thank God I'm gonna be in the arena, not to listen to it." Because he he he's been annoying me the last handful of years. I mean, I mean, for whatever reasons, but yeah, I, I'm usually not a fan of his games. Because, um, but I was also curious to see what people thought of him. It's probably the most pro Purdue I've ever heard him. Okay, um, and usually in the past, I think he's been pretty pro Indiana, especially when Jordan mm-hmm. Holes played there. He loved that guy. Yeah. I think Braden Smith is the new Jordan Holes for him. I mean, he kept calling <laughs> him Smitty. I'm like, are you allowed to call him Smitty? Like, I don't know if you're on that personal level, but in a big Z, of course, yeah. which he is the big Z at college basketball. I don't yeah. want to hear it about that Kentucky kid anymore. Uh, I hope they lose their fourth straight home game tonight. That'd be hysterical. Um, 
well, that's a, that's a topic for another show. But uh, Purdue got the win, like I was saying, in front of the raucous crowd, in front of the nationwide audience, 79-59. Really didn't even feel like the game was as close as this final score. Yeah, for uh, right at the beginning, you know, they got like like their first four straight buckets, and it was all like inside the paint. It was like, okay, like <laughs> it, it, it really felt. And I, was, I was lucky enough to be there, and it, it felt like you could just like the energy was just you could just tell like the place just wanted to blow up so badly, um, and you could kind of tell like some of the players may, might have played a little bit, maybe played a little tight, um, but like when Indiana made their first four buckets, and it was kind of like. They got up, you know, four or five, and then you know, Purdue was able to cut it. Whatever, it just kind of felt like, okay, let's. I don't want to let these guys hang around too long and get their head up because um, we we really should squash them pretty easily. Um, but then finally, you know, for me, and also for a while there, we weren't hitting any threes. It was just like, oh my god, like is this gonna be one of those games where like we can't we can't hit anything and they keep it closer than it really should be because um, because we just can't hit. And then they weren't hitting, and it was just like, man, the first team to hit a three is gonna be busting this thing wide open potentially. Um, and thankfully, you know. Miles Colvin was one of those people. Mason Gillis was one of those people. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, towards the end of the first half, it got a little weird. Um, There's a whole shot clock violation or a non shot clock violation. It should have been a shot clock violation. That also potentially could have been a foul on Miles that they ended up getting a layup out of, or I think they got foul shots out of it. something where it could have been like, it was like a 15 point game. All of a sudden could have been potentially been like a 10 point game. And I was like, okay, like we should be up like 20 on these fools. And, you know, potentially only up, you know, 10, 12 points. So I was a little worried to see maybe how the second half came out because obviously the game at Bloomington, they came out guns blazing and cut that lead down really quickly. But thankfully they didn't score for like five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't very nervous. Um, I don't yeah. know why. Um, even only up 12 and a half, I just being at home and everything. And I'm like, okay, the shots are going to start falling. And looking mm-hmm. over at the shot comparison uh, for the night, Indiana was 23 for 55 and 41.8%. Purdue was 25 mm-hmm. for 59, 42.4%. Uh, Three-point range, Indiana was 4 for 16 for 25%. And uh, Purdue was 8 for 21, 38.1%. Free throws, Purdue was 21 for 33 for 63.6%. Still would like to see a little more uh, mm-hmm. makes there. Indiana was nine for 15 for 60%. Shout out to Trey Galloway for missing two in a row and getting everybody free slim chickens. Uh, first time since non-conference and only the third time this year. Rebounds, Purdue owned the glass 50 to 34, 19 of those being offensive rebounds. Indiana had more assists, 15 to Purdue's 10, 12, excuse me. Blocks, Purdue had three to Indiana's two. Steals, Purdue Purdue had 10 to Indiana's five. And turnovers, Indiana had 11. Purdue had eight. Personal fouls, Indiana had 20. Purdue, 12. So mm-hmm. pretty yeah, much what you would expect from a 20-point deficit game. Yeah, I mean, looking at the threes especially, I mean, Indiana started, was, was 0-5 in the first half. They made four in the second half, but I know they all they came from only two players, one being Kalaware and one being C.J. Gunn. And C.J. Gunn went three or four from three, but they were all kind of in that garbage time where Purdue was just not really – just wanted the game to end and where Purdue was three of 13 from the first half and five of eight in the second half, including the biggest three we've ever seen in our lives. <laughs> quite, literally, quite, quite <laughs> literally the biggest three we'll ever see in our lives. Yeah. Zach Eady hitting the three. I, I think I told my wife before the game, if not, I meant to, and I, and I'm swearing by this. Mm-hmm. I, I think I said Edie's going to attempt the three tonight. I didn't think he'd yeah. make it, but I just had a feeling he was gonna let one lose for yeah. some reason. I, I was hoping he. I was. I was like, I, I like this is a game where we should be up big enough to where, you know, right before he comes out, you know, we try it once, you know, just to kind of see. And when it was happening, um, 
which obviously people have they've seen the post game, you know, Painter didn't know about it. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. anything that, and even like Braden didn't think he was serious. Cause Zach was like, you know, telling him like, get me the ball on that pop. Cause it, he popped the first time and Braden didn't get him the ball. And then you saw him like get over here again. And like, I was like, Oh my God, he's going to try and he's going to shoot a three. And he shot it. And it like, from where I sit, uh, he shot it. And I'm like, there's no way that's going in. And then it banked in and, um, I feel sorry for my dad because I about tackled him because I was it was like the whole place would just went nuts like I it's like Peter said he misses so bad he made it yeah yeah everybody around me got a hand in their face for me trying to high five them because it was it was so cool like the place just went bonkers will he shoot more will does this become more consistent as season goes on I, my my gut says no because why not just make it like you hit one like one for two fifty percent <laughs> don't screw up the percentages um, but I could see you know we've got you know a stretch of games here coming up where you know we could you know if the you know the opponents are there for Purdue to potentially have some more twenty plus point wins um, I will say it was I was did not expect it to be that early in the second I mean it was like I mean the game was it was like it was what 29 when he hit it but it was like there was like you know eight minutes left in the game or whatever it felt like it was like so definitely the probably the earliest he's taken one um and that he would take one but i think i could see like you know if we're up 18 against ruckers at home that he make he may try to launch one um will he make it i don't know uh, right. hopefully now this one gives him the confidence to potentially hit more but yeah it was just cool to see the one because it was something we all wanted to see and um it was just really really cool Senior day, if we have any sort of decent lead against Wisconsin, he'll launch one. I want him to chuck like three. Like, <laughs> <just> like, <laughs> I mean, if he started hitting like one per game, for, I, which I, Purdue does not need him to. I mean, the no, bread and butter is yeah. Zach Eady down low. That's where he's dominant. Mm-hmm. That's where he's the best player in the country. But uh, if he started hitting like one a game, could you imagine like coaches trying to game plan? I'm like, oh, my God, you're throwing this into the repertoire too now? Like. Honestly, what you don't see is just like if we get the tip first play, just you know, let him launch it. And if he hits it, he can take another one later. And if not, it's kind of the AJ Hammond's rule. If he makes yeah. the first one, he can take another one. If not, you're done for the game. Yep. Isaac Haas never shot one, did he? At Purdue? I don't, I don't think so. I, I think I feel like the like the longest shot he had was like that Ohio State game where they beat us at home, where he like we like chucked it the full length of the court and he caught it. He did like a fade away from like the elbow. Mm. But I don't think he shot. I mean, I think honestly the farthest shot he ever took was a free throw. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Which he he shot that jumper more than Zach does, I would say. Yeah, yeah. As far as in game, but. Yeah, speaking of the big maple, he had 26 points, 13 boards, four assists, led Purdue in scoring. Uh, Braden Smith, bounce back game uh, in comparison to his first game against the Hoosiers as far as just scoring points, 19 yep. points, nine rebounds, four assists. Those are the only two uh, boilers and double-digit scoring figures. But he also had uh, Lance Jones, seven points. One rebound, Trey Coffin ran 7.7 rebounds. He was a terror on the glass, especially mm-hmm. early on. Mason Gillis, nine points, five rebounds, just doing what he does. Fletcher Lawyer, five points, two assists, three rebounds. Uh, Ethan Morton uh, played but did not score. Caleb First had one point. Camden Heidi, two points, two rebounds. Ethan Morton had two assists, I should throw in there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Miles Colvin, three points, one rebound. And William Berg played like Three seconds, or not even maybe point. Yeah. He's in a box score, but yeah. he did he did have two rebounds because I guess he played at yeah, the end was, when the lock comes around. Yeah. Um. 
what were your thoughts when uh, – because this is the first time we've seen Miles since the Michigan game in late January. Uh, what were your thoughts when he came into the game, when he did in the first half? Because he's been – when he's come in, he's been in like towards the end of games. It felt yeah. it's pretty for the most part. Well, it's pretty fearless, and it shows what he can do. I mean, coming mm-hmm. off, like you said, hadn't played since Michigan game, and hit a three when Purdue could not take the lid off the bucket, mm-hmm. really. Kind of got Purdue going. I, I know Braden Smith had made one prior to that, but nobody else had. Then, mm-hmm. like you said, Miles made one. Then Mason made one. Just kind of got guys going. So, hopefully, that earns them a little bit more of a run going forward. I mean, even if it's just a five minute stretch to see mm-hmm. if he can get hot, because that's a luxury Purdue has not had in, mm-hmm. in prior years. To uh, you know, eighth or ninth man off the bench that maybe doesn't play every game to come in and just not be afraid to chuck it and score and be aggressive and do what he does. So yeah, it's nice been, to see. Yeah, hundred percent, and it, it's. It'd be nice if we can get someone else like that. Even like, I'm not asking for a lot because, like, as of like really the last probably stretch of five games or so, the only bench person scoring is Mason. And so it's just like, if you know, if if, I mean, as as good as we are, like, we feel like we will need the bench at some point, you know, whether it's a guy gets in foul trouble, whatever it may be, you know, in the tournament or late, you know, late in the season. Um, So it'd be nice to see if if he, especially again, like this, you know, the stretch of games we have coming up. Um, you know, Purdue's gonna be probably heavily favored in in all of them. Um, leading up to the you know game in Champaign, so nice to see maybe if he gets another like kind of how he did the early part of the season, where maybe like the last four minutes of the first half he he comes in and just kind of sees what he can do. Um, because I can just feel it. You know, there'll be a time maybe like first second round of the tournament. You know, where like Purdue, you know, again can't take the lid off the bucket, and then just like we just need somebody to go out there and just get a bucket. And that's what he can do. Um, defense is still obviously work in progress, but sometimes we just need you know sometimes making threes is contagious just like missing them is as we saw a lot last year. Um, so if we can just have one guy, you know, out there, not afraid to, to chuck the rock, let's get him in there. But it was, it was really cool to see because it's been, obviously he was pretty hyped up coming in and, you know, being really the lone true freshman and not getting the run that we, we, some people thought he would be getting. Um, so for him to come in against, you know, against Indiana and, and do that was, was pretty cool. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, speaking of Indiana, looking at their box score, CJ Gunn led them in all scores of 13 points. Uh, then you had McKenzie Mbaku, 12 points. Khalil Ware, 11 points. Trey Galloway, 10 points. Malik Renu, 6 points. Uh, uh, Anthony Walker, 6 points. Peyton Starks, 1 point. Anthony Leal, Gabe Cups, both played but did not score. Savior can save him. <laughs> no, I wasn't even. Yeah, I, I'm sure he did. Did he even attempt a shot? I, I, I just he feel like did. he did. Actually, right, like it was, it was a corner three. Okay. I think it was. In, I think it was in the second half. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, he took he took one shot and it was a three. I think I think it was in the second half. Um, because I saw it like because it was in front of me because I, I sit behind the, the visitor bench and I saw it. And I was like, that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, he uh, he didn't have that it, spark going. Was it Jim Jackson who said that Purdue didn't have an answer for Trey Galloway, and then he didn't score after he said that? The Correct. First time? <laughs> Correct. Correct. Yeah, he he says some it, funny things sometimes. Yeah, this was a game where, like, I mean, you had the whole thing first with Braden. Like, I mean, from my vantage point, it was it was hard to see, but then I've seen the replays now of like. Some of those layups he got were just like it was just like what was. Oh going my on? god! Yeah, I was. <laughs> was just like, I, I I was yelling, keep letting him get to the rim, like keep yeah. not guarding him, like you guys are yeah. idiots. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, because I'd see him gonna, I'd, he'd be blocked, and be like, oh, he, he got that lip, you know, pretty easily, and then I saw it, and I was like, oh, he was, he was open, just for going, it's like, hmm? I don't know, yeah, I don't know what um, they were doing. 
but then yeah, there was like that stretch where they just like Indian Economica layup. Like there was the club where you know oop that looked really cool mm-hmm. until he missed it. Um, but yeah, they just could not get anything to fall. Yeah. Like I've seen the compilation videos of them, like just like really stupid passes for turnovers. Like it was just they're uh, lazy, they don't hustle. Mm-hmm. Where I, I see the what the concerns at Oregon were starting to come out more and more the more mm-hmm. I watch him play. And you he wonder, started. too, like, yeah, because he he was he got hobbled in their last game against Ohio right. State. So it's like, was that effective? But even, like, again, in the first first matchup, like, I mean, case in point was the E diving for the loose ball right. and him not. Um, it, yeah, it was just – I mean, he's obviously – I because my dad and I stayed after the game to get um, – he just signed a jersey that we have that we got for my dad. Um, and so I saw a lot of the IU players walk out and he is so long. Like it's like even up close, like you see him on TV and you know he's a he's a freaking nature, but like up close, I was like like I thought his arms were like 15 feet long, it felt like. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like you you've kind of seen, I mean, again, I've I've seen a lot of them all year, and it's like every time he goes up against like a legit big, he doesn't do nearly as well as he did against right. Kennesaw State and Army. And you know the teams that have maybe a you know six nine center um, compared to you know a Klingon, uh, Edie, and all that. Um, but yeah, they just they were. It just got to the point where they were just bad. Like I I I wasn't paying too much attention, but I felt like in the second half I was like I don't even think Woodson was standing up. Like which kind I of didn't see like, him stand up very often. Yeah, which kind of just felt like was a was a telling sign. <laughs> well, they're fourteen and ten. They're not in a good yep. spot. Uh, um. Unless they go on a get pretty hot run here, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. I mean, there's not um, many chances left because just no. the, how bad the Big Ten is. I mean, they've got, I think they've got Northwestern coming up at home, so it's yes. like I mean, that's that's they, a good. They have the week you know, off, and then they have them at home Sunday. So there's that opportunity. Um, but like, I mean, they've the top teams that they've played in the Big Ten between Purdue, Illinois, Wisconsin, they've all lost on the road. So the, yep. those those are your big opportunities to get there. Um, I, mean, I think they have Michigan State that comes to town like last game of the seasons, but Michigan State's a bubble team at best right now. And obviously they helped their case beating Illinois over the weekend, which shout out to the Sparty for that as much as I want yeah. to throw up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like for these, you know, bubble teams or you know, outside looking in teams, like their opportunities are not there as much as they usually are, um, which is crazy. Especially when you have a mid-major conference as tough as the Mountain West is this year, mm-hmm. who's looking at five or six teams. Yeah, I heard a lot of power six uh, conference bubble teams this year. So. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a case where, like, if you're a bubble team, I mean, it's, it is like this every year, but I feel like this year, especially, like, you better pray the like mid major favorites win their conference tourney. Yep. Otherwise, <laughs> they're gonna, there's gonna be a lot of bid stealers. Yep. yep, still not a reason to expand the field. Like, uh, there's ongoing talks, but <sighs> it's, it's gonna happen. <laughs> I hate it. It's off. stupid. Yeah. It, it, especially if they expand it like 96. It's like, okay, now we're starting to reward some teams that truly like don't deserve I mean, to be like, in I mean, at a team all. Like Indiana, like, a team like Indiana, they're getting in if it's the yeah, case. Like, just, they're going to be in, um, um, which is just like, yeah, it's like, I mean, it's bad enough. Like, when you see teams like, especially the Big Ten last couple years, like a team that goes 9 and 11 in conference. I feel like if you're, if you're not going at least 500 in your conference, you yep. shouldn't make the tournament. Yeah. Um, and you're going to have, like, again, like, yeah, like a I mean, Minnesota's playing good right now, but I mean their non their non con was horrible. Um, they'll have a lot of a lot of mediocre teams in the field if you expand it that much. Yep, yep. I just uh, I I hope they don't do it. If they have to, I hope it's only like by four, like they did last time from sixty four to sixty eight. I hope they go from sixty eight like seventy two. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like I just don't want. I, I mean, think it's like, perfect as it is. Just don't leave even it with the expansion, like how it is now. Like I think and I've seen this 
said a lot, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but I feel like now that they've expanded to 68, I feel like those, that first four or the, was it the Tuesday before? Mm-hmm. None, of, none of those teams should be like 16 seats fighting for the spot. Like you should let them like reward them for getting in. Like don't yeah. make one of them like lose on Tuesday. Like have all those games be power five teams that are like 11 seeds or like what are 12 seeds trying to get in. So like, I feel like that also make it more enjoyable as a, you know, as a fan. Cause like, I mean, you saw it a couple years ago when Indiana was in it, like it was one of the most watched obviously cause they got a massive fan base. It was like, they were in it. UCLA was in it or uh, Notre Dame was in it. And then like, obviously the first four couple went during COVID when like UCLA, Michigan state were in the first four, just like they were watched by so many people because they're huge names. It's like when you've got Southern versus, you know, whatever directional school like okay you, you know the junkies are going to watch it but like your average fan's not going to watch it but like if you know right. that, you know two power five schools yeah they're not having a great year but if they're fighting for the life just to get into the main bracket or playing on tuesday people are going to watch it right no i agree i i hope they don't touch it but like i read an article that came out today i i'm not too optimistic that they're not gonna it's all about the bottom dollar unfortunately and we've seen that what changes have happened really rapidly in college football and now it's mm-hmm. looking like it's gonna start hitting the world of college basketball yeah. sure hope not but i think it's dumb i mean i think the more you start teetering things the more you're uh in jeopardy of losing some fans yeah but i don't think they care i think they care, <laughs> I think they care. so uh so how are you feeling going into this week's game uh Purdue has two games this week home game thursday night against golden gophers 8.30 game, so a little late tip. And then 1 o'clock on the road over in Columbus, CBS National Game. But I doubt it's going to be a sold-out uh, <laughs> venue over there in Columbus. Yeah, the Minnesota game, it had their game over the weekend ended differently. Um, I'd probably be a little more nervous than I am right now. Um, the fact that it's at home makes me feel a little better. Um, you know, I, the, this team so far has done a pretty good job of not, like, you know, being hung over, so to speak, over, you know, a big win. Um, so hopefully they're pretty focused. I mean, it helps that Mich- that Minnesota's kind of in the, as right now. Yeah, they're you know, hot right now. Top half of the Big Ten in the in the standings. Obviously, dropped a a tough one over the weekend. Um, but I mean, they're a team that and they're playing pretty well. Um, ben Johnson. I mean, hopefully, I mean, I I like Ben Johnson. I think he's you know hopefully doing good things uh, moving forward. Um, but um, I mean, they could they can shoot the ball. I and mean, Cam Christie, you know, younger brother of um, Max Christie. Yeah, right. Yeah, I got that mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Play Michigan State now in the Lakers. He can really shoot it. Um, so he's got to be careful of those guys getting hot. Um, but hopefully, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if again it's another like 15 point pretty win. And then in terms of Sunday against Ohio State, I mean, it's they're really, really bad. Um, but you know, it's one of those things where they've got a lot of talented pieces, and you just wonder, like, you know, it's one of those things where on any given night, those pieces could finally, you know, click and maybe it's you know the number two team coming into town that can help them click, but um, there's always that potential of them, you know, getting hot and obviously Taylor or uh, not Taylor, battle. Um, Jameson battle can obviously go off for them and they've got some big guards, but again, they don't really have anybody that can really hang with Edie. I mean, Akpar is a pretty decent big, but Edie, Edie, Edie should feast. Um, but we'll see. I mean, we've had some good fortune there the last couple of years. So hopefully that, that trend continues. Both opponents that Purdue only sees once this year. Mm. So yeah, it was kind of interesting there. And going to Columbus, speaking of Sunday in Columbus, that's a venue that even when Purdue has been lucky enough to eke out a win, it's usually a pretty tight game. Yeah. Yeah. Very rarely do they go in there and take care of business pretty easily. But maybe this is the year. This is the year first uh, 
or a lot of different categories for Purdue. So hopefully, and last year, I mean, obviously, oh, obviously it was bad last year, but Purdue played him so early in the season. It was kind of before it was right, right. before their their kind of they just collapsed. So like they had the confidence. So maybe you know, Purdue's getting them at the better at a better time when they're <laughs> just you know just absolutely. Just it's it's over. Yeah, <laughs> it's over. yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. The fat lady singing on their on their season, and they're just playing because they have to play. But mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting, you know. Last week in against Indiana it was on Fox. Then this week, well, the week before that was CBS. It was Casa. So Fox last weekend, CBS this weekend, CBS next Sunday at Michigan. Then the following weekend is Fox at home against Michigan State. Michigan then the following State, weekend, yeah. CBS at home against. Wisconsin, so yep. six straight weekends of of national games for the Boilermakers, which which is love it, which is really really cool because it hasn't always been that way. No, like we'd be. I remember just even a couple of years ago, it was like we get like we'd be ecstatic. We got two CBS games. You always like count on like you know probably Michigan, if Michigan State was coming to town and it was a weekend game, we were probably getting CBS for that mm-hmm. game. But we were lucky, you know. Mostly it was like if we were on, you know, we just happy on ESPN or whatever it may be. But yeah, the fact that we're on CBS and Fox. So many weeks in a row, it's pretty sweet. What did you think about uh, Seth Greenberg and Reese Davis Purdue bet on College of Game Day Saturday? I didn't see that. And I saw it on the message boards. So what? Seth bet that Purdue would make the Final Four. Yes, Reece- he threw a hundred dollars out there, uh-huh. and Reese said he would take that bet. But Seth has to pay him a hundred dollars if Purdue gets knocked out in the lead eight or the Sweet Sixteen. It, or actually, Reese said he'd take that bet and and he'd bet he'd pay Seth two hundred dollars if Purdue made the Final Four. But if okay. Purdue gets knocked out in the Elite Eight or Sweet Sixteen, Seth's got to pay him a hundred. And if Purdue gets knocked out in the first weekend, Seth's yeah. got to pay him two hundred. Two hundred. Now Seth has been a you know been a Purdue supporter for a long time, so um, that surprised me. And I mean, I, I haven't really watched Game Day. Um, I haven't watched much either. Yeah, you mean you asked me a couple weeks ago if we were going to be ever going to be on? I honestly completely forgot that it was a thing because it's just you know obviously Big Ten doesn't have an affiliation with, with ESPN anymore, and they they and might come fall now. What was with, the well with the uh, agreement with, with yeah. Fox and um, Fox ESPN and Warner Discovery, so TNT TBS, they're all come together to make a new streaming at platform in in the fall. So huh. I don't know how that works with the agreements, but hmm. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that changes anything or not. I mean, there's a lot of money floating around there, so I don't yeah. know. I don't know, but, um, uh, but yeah. it, it still is crazy to me. Like they're not even going to attempt to come to the number two team in the country. I mean, they could come <laughs> for the Michigan state game. Yeah. I mean, that's a, I mean, I mean, yeah, that's they did it for Ohio State, Michigan, and football. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But um, that's also a little different, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I but really, I mean, the fact that say because it came to obviously in 2010, right? No, 2000, yeah, it was 2011. It's a 10 11 season against, yeah, Michigan yeah, 10 11 season. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, yeah. 2011 at that point. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, the last three years have been a perfect time for them to come, yeah. and they just never have, nope. um, which is just wild. It's not like, you know, it used to be game day would. They differed when it began, like in 2011 um, from football. They did their schedule way in advance. Right. Which I, was, I remember they the, went to like a UCLA Washington game one time. And both teams had losing record. Yeah. So it was just like, it was like, it was a dumb thing where it's football that's decided, yeah. the week, you know, the week leading up yeah. to it. And 
yeah, and that was always the best thing. Like, it sounds good, you know, in November, but then come January, it's like all yeah. these teams actually really yep. suck. <laughs> but, and now they've they've switched the format. To, okay, you know, I, I guess near the football, yeah, where they yeah. go week to week now. So, uh, which I don't know. This past week they were at Kansas. I don't know. Let me see. I think they're, they're at Kansas or Duke every other weekend. So, oh yeah, pretty much. Kansas, Duke, um, UNC. Um, I'm sure Houston's thrown in there now. They're in the Big Twelve. Let's see if I can find where they're gonna be this week. Uh, this might take me a little bit here. Do, 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 do. Oh, started in 2005. I couldn't have told you it was that old. Wow. Um, let's see here. 2024. Oh, they're going to uh, Auburn for the Kentucky Auburn game this weekend. Okay. Yep. Kentucky, who's again starting to. <laughs> yeah, if they, lo- if they lose tonight, that's four straight home losses. Yeah. Are they playing so, right now? Um, are they still ranked? 22nd, I believe. I could be oh, wrong. They don't, they don't play till nine. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. I don't know. I don't know where where they'll where they'll go. Uh, I mean, everything else is to be determined. So that March second date when Purdue plays Michigan State is open, but we'll see. We will see. So, um, any other takeaways from Saturday's game against the Hoosiers? We'll kind of backtrack a little bit. I mean, it was just really fun. Um, <laughs> so I'm never going to take beating them by that much for granted. Um, it's just cool. It's just funny to just see the fallout from their fan base and after games like this happen and just kind of just realize how lucky we are to have painters ahead. Yes. And just the cult. I, mean, I even put on my, which I got some heat because I usually don't really talk about this game to people. <laughs> like obviously my wife and all that. And I'm usually just not much in general because usually it's like whenever I say something, comes back it's like, it comes right back at me like you know something happens and i just couldn't help myself i was like you know i think it says i'm like you know maybe cuban can buy them a better team next year you know culture matters go boilers something like that which is just it, the difference in the two programs right now is could not be any more different um and again i mean it just goes to show i was even texting about my wife was texting me during the game and she was just like this is you know she's so sad because it's just like because it, it, part of it is just like they just didn't look like they cared, which is I know we experienced that as fans, you know, when we were students, like that 2013 team, we're like we're watching the game at your apartment. We're just like these guys don't like. I mean, like I know it's funny to say, but it's like do you realize like what we would do to like to be in your shoes right now as like to just like put on the uniform like and you act like you just don't even care, like yeah. you know you're getting your butt whooped and it's just like just act like you care for a second. And it's kind of mm-hmm. how like watching that game was just like I just still feel like any of those guys care right now. Um, you know, it could be said for something. You know, the guys who did care were. They look like they were at least trying hard was Galloway and Leal and funny enough for the two gets from Indiana. <laughs> and I mean, granted, not, we, we've talked about it before, but it's like whether or not they actually grew up caring about it. Like they know what it means for the right. state of, of the state of Indiana for this game. It's always a fun game. And it's just like, I mean, you saw, you know, guys like Trace Action Davis took this game very seriously and he played really well. Um, and so, but yeah, it's not surprising to see a team full of just kind of NIL mercenaries, not really caring about a game like this. And also just hearing stories about, you know, the post-game press, post-game press or, you know, media asking Woodson, you know, what's he going to do in the offseason? He's like, we've got like eight games left. So it just shows yeah. like where everybody else thinks this yep. this season's going. So it's yep. not mad about it. No, it's – it's and I've talked about it on this podcast a little bit. I've talked about it at length on one of my other podcasts, and it's, it's a culture problem. It's – they've had more coaches than – since 2000 than anybody in the Big Ten. Um, you know, and, and they should be proud of five national championships. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I mean, they should. That's, you know, and I'm a, I'm a New York Yankees fan. And is it cool they have 27 World Series? Yeah. 
do I talk about it a lot? No, because I've only, I, I remember four of them, but only one, I was really old enough to even care right. and understand what was going on. Um, and, and they haven't even been back since the old nine world series. So I don't talk it's about crazy. it very much. Uh, it, it's, it's embarrassing for yeah. how much money they spend. But it, 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 so I'm, I'm trying to compare it. Yeah. The Yankees and Indiana here a little bit because like they still want to hang everything on 1987, that fifth banner. And it's like, you know, guys, it's been 24 years since Bob Knight was fired. You haven't done Which, again, a whole, crazy. <laughs> whole lot. I mean, a couple of big 10 championships here and there, but yeah. not any appearances since 2002 when they were runner up to Maryland national championship. Since then, not any appearances past sweet 16. Mm-hmm. Is it time to maybe think that, you know, three of those championships were due to Bob Knight Mm-hmm. Is it time to just accept that he was a once in a generation head coach and, you know, he kind of made that culture and you're just not going to get that back? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, I mean, there definitely is the discussion. I mean, we're, we're, it'd be interesting to see what happens with Duke and even like, I mean, because there's just like, like there's programs that are programs, you know, like good basketball program. There's like, you know, there's programs that have like just had a really good coach. Like, we'll see what happens with Duke with Shire because obviously, you know, Duke was nothing until Shusevsky showed up and then right. you know, won five in our lifetime. Right. Um, you know, Carolina's had, you know, Dean Smith, Roy Williams. Like, so that, that's kind of like a program. I mean, Kansas, again, an incredible program. Like they've had multiple coaches, you know, reach the mountaintop. I mean, Indiana could argue, you know, they had, what was it, McCracken back in the 50s? Um, mm-hmm. Which, again, like at that point, it's like there was like, what, four teams in the tournament? <laughs> yeah, not many. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, I mean, obviously, hey, you won. So obviously – hanging the hang the banner for it but um it's just such a different game now um yeah i mean jake jake query um on his podcast a couple was last week or whatever leading mm-hmm. up to the game um we had greg raystraw um mm-hmm. yep greg filled in for Derek. Yep. yeah um i mean as jake's an iu grad grew up an iu fan he kind of said like hey if you're if you're you know dreaming for the the bob knight days he goes i've got a great I've got great news for you because it's being played right now in West Lafayette Mackey Arena because I mean it's exactly what you know Painter's doing. He's kind of taking that Bob Knight um, thing of coaching mm-hmm. and just kind of spun it in his own modern way um, to what you know reason why those fans fell in love with what the reason they did back in the seventies and eighties and mm-hmm. even nineties. Um, but yeah, it's just like you're hanging on to something that's happened so long ago, and you know everything's the next big thing. And you, you know, I mean, obviously they got the NIL to spend, but it's like. At some point, they got to take a hard look in the mirror and you know accept the reset, which they kind of had one with Crean, um, but then right. they got taste success, and then it was just right back to where yep. where where it was before then. So it's going to be interesting to see. They'll eventually probably get it right, but also as someone pointed out in in the on the message board, is like the Yankees outspend everybody every year, and like you just oh, said, they haven't, yeah. they haven't been back since oh nine, no. so no. it doesn't guarantee anything. I and mean, we see you know like we see teams all all every all, every year get you know all five. I mean, we've seen Kentucky. I mean, they're a great example of like getting, I mean, a full class full of five stars or whatnot and, or same with Duke and it doesn't always equate success. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, yeah, so I'm fine with, you know, have, and obviously he, he needs to get some things right, but I'm fine with painter, you know, and his, his method of coaching, oh, yeah. you know, this, yeah, the culture he's built is just, it's just a winning culture and, you know, we can rest easy knowing that they we're going to be fine. Yeah, it's, we're very fortunate to go from GK mm-hmm. to Matt Painter, have two coaches in, in 40 plus years. That's pretty unheard of in college basketball. Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, 
hopefully Matt's got many, many more years ahead of him. And then he, mm-hmm. he's definitely got to, he's, he, no matter what he does, he's got to leave the program in a better place than he found it. When mm-hmm. he found it, it was probably the lowest has ever been or yeah. so at that time. So, but, but we will see. And it, it's funny because some of the other podcasts I've heard talk about the state of Indiana basketball right now, uh, it was actually field 68. They actually compared it to Notre Dame football. And I laughed out loud because I'm like, Hey, those <laughs> fans pretty much are the same thing. Uh, yeah. But Notre Dame football has had more recent success going yeah. to a national championship game with John 12 and college football playoff a couple of times. Mm-hmm. But I get what they're saying. It's like their last championship was 1988. They're yeah. still hanging on that pretty, pretty, pretty heavy. And college football has changed so much since then. So um, I think God we weren't alive that back then because I couldn't imagine. Yeah, it was the worst sports year of his life. Yeah, I can. I mean, we almost had it in 2013 because <laughs> yeah. they, so it was just like <laughs> I remember we talked about it was just like I cannot do this. <laughs> yeah, because Indiana was number one in the country one. at the time. Notre Dame was playing in the championship, yes. even though we yeah. knew they were going to get waxed by Alabama. It was just yeah. like if just somehow they pull this miracle off, yeah. guarantee Indiana is winning it all. And we're just yeah, yeah. Because that was I mean Purdue was obviously horrible that year in basketball. Was that, was that the last place year? Because we got last place in basketball, then we got yeah, football. last place in football that yeah. yeah that coming season. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I remember watching that Syracuse game and it ended. And I walked out of my dorm room and my friend who was ne- the next door he walked out at the same time too. We just high fived in the hallway and went right back to her. Isn't that sad? <laughs> that, that's all we had to hang our hats on. And for two years at least was like we had a root against programs we didn't like. Yeah. Because ours wasn't yeah. gonna do anything. Yeah. So it was sad. Yeah. It was really sad. Yeah. Thank God for Vince Edwards, Isaac Haas, Dakota Mathias, and PJ Thompson. PJ Thompson. <laughs> Turned around when Big Ten season hit. John Hopkins because losing to North Florida and Gardner Webb, I I thought I thought Matt was in trouble. Yeah. And I think he would have yeah. been if Purdue didn't make yeah. NCAA tournament that year. I think I think he was in trouble. I mean, Rayfield Davis has talked about like he was afraid that he was going to cost Painter his job. Yeah, uh, which is crazy. I mean, like looking back now, it's crazy. But I mean, I remember those games when I just saw on Twitter, you know, because there has been a couple of coach ejections recently, and like Bill Self got ejected I think last night in their game or whatever. But Heck yeah, yeah, the you know in his own post picture when Painter got ejected in, in Champagne, I remember we watching that at your apartment, just like finally, so like someone showing we were some fire. They were like, like, yeah, going. <laughs> Yeah, because it didn't yeah, matter. It was so hard to watch. Yeah, it did not, did not matter at all. Uh, yeah, those yeah, two years were brutal. Yeah, thankfully that's well in the past. But now. really, looking back on it, I think it was good for the long term because he oh, yeah. he he realized his mistakes on the recruiting path and mistakes mm-hmm. even with some strategies of coaching, and he went back to his old ways, and it's mm-hmm. it's been pretty successful ever since. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of where he's establishing you need to get a shooter in every single class. And, you know, Dakota Mathias, Ryan Klein, Sasha yep. Stefanovic, Fletcher Lawyer. Yep. Welcome to the party. Yep. And and, and he kind of ignores the rankings because those two years he didn't. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. kind of like, all right, I'm taking the most talented guys I can. Not yep. really the guys who fit what what, what Purdue's looking for. And, and there's another team in the state that might be doing that right now, especially yep. in the portal. Uh, I think I think. I think Michael Whitson went out and just was trying to get the most talented guys he could and with the NIL money, and they're not mm-hmm. really gelling. So, anyway, yeah. we have found a lot of guards too. So, yeah, or didn't even pursue. Or didn't pursue. <laughs> no. So, it was fun to see their message boards crying about, oh, you guys still don't think Braden Smith was good enough to get a scholarship offer? Because, you know, yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you know, it was, 
Because I remember when they got Gabe Cups, it was like, oh, he's going to be what Purdue fans thought or what Braden Smith was, like, actually, like, in their heads. Like, he's going to be actually that. And it's like, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he'll be a really good player. I think he's going to be a really good player. I, I, I do, too. But he, he, looked like around a, him. he looked like a freshman the other night. Yeah, he looked like a – yeah, like a deep in the bench freshman. Yeah, kind of out of place out there. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're asking uh, Boy, amon, months man out yeah. there. So, yeah. Well, let's look at the Big Ten slate this week. Um, got it here on my phone. I know Illinois a bloodbath going Michigan. on right now in Champaign. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so with four and a half minutes to go, Illinois is up eighty-eight fifty-four. Michigan is so bad, They're so, so bad. bad. But of course, you know when we go there, like Doug McDaniel's going to go off for like twenty-eight. It might be the only twenty-eight points they score. But yeah, I was going to say. I'm, I still don't know if I'd be worried, but yeah. yeah. Uh, Ohio State at Wisconsin tonight. Wisconsin has lost four straight. Wisconsin is a nine and a half point favorite. Got to think they take care of business in this one. I mean, yeah, for both. I mean, both Illinois and Wisconsin coming off losses, tough losses. Like you couldn't have asked for a better opponent to play tonight because they're the two worst teams in the league. <laughs> and you're playing them at home. Yeah. Um. I I think Wisconsin takes care of business. You would, a man, because I was, I was again, I was on the Big Ten huddle last week and. They asked me, you know, it was right after they lost to Michigan. I was like, hey, do they hit the panic button? I was like, ah, I don't, I mean, yeah, they lost three straight, you know, you know, one's against Purdue, you, you know, two of them are on the road, you know, Nebraska went off, you know, Michigan, it's a, that's a, not a great loss. It's a bad loss, but you know, it's, it's life on the road in the big 10 and one's the producer. It's like, I wouldn't panic just yet, but I was like, if they lose that Rutgers, then I'm going to smash that panic button. And I broke the panic button because no, I they got hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's, I mean, it could be like, I mean, yeah. it was, you know, two weeks ago it was like, man, that you know, Purdue gets gets it one more time at Mackey, and be love to you know knock them off. They still play Illinois, but it was like, it may not matter by the time we get to that game oh, anymore because they've they're already you know it's a two losses behind Purdue. Um, but I think they, I think they, I mean, the favorite nine and a half, I think they win. Yeah, ten to fifteen. Yeah, I agree with that. Tomorrow on Valentine's Day, which reminder to all the guys out there, you better get uh, significant other. Uh, a gift, flowers, whatever, chocolate. Chocolate's probably a must. I, I, I haven't met Valentine's a female that doesn't like If you're yeah. watching this, uh, if you're actually watching this video, you notice my background is significantly different. Um, it's because my incredible Hoosier wife um, <laughs> made this background and for me. She that went, makes it even better, you know, does. that she had to put Purdue stuff and organize yeah. it. Yeah. She said when she went to, because she went to West Lafayette on Monday to get some of this stuff and she said she wore her Indiana shirt. And then I was like, probably the best time to wear it after Saturday's game. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I respect it. I would have the same yes, thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but yeah, so shout out to her for making my setup because she knows awesome. that now that we're part of the big banter, she wants to help me up my game and not just have a green wall behind me. So I've got Mike Allstott and Drew Brees behind my head. I got some stuff that I've had in my house since I was a kid, and she went out and bought some stuff, and obviously her awesome logo behind me. So shout out to my wife. Yes, and look at the microphone you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, got a brand new microphone. I've yeah. been talking about getting a new one for a while, and yeah, I feel official. We're doing we're <laughs> big time now. We're moving on up in the world. We're moving we? on up. <laughs> uh, but Valentine's Day, we got two Big Ten games tomorrow night. Michigan State, four and a half point favorite on the road at Penn State. Be careful, Sparty. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Penn State can light it up. Win, big home win. Yeah, uh, I am gonna take Penn State just because they. I mean, they've been playing really well without uh, what's his face. I mean, their best scorer. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ace Baldwin's been an absolute baller. Um, I think I'm gonna take Penn State in this one. I'll take Michigan State to differ, but in the close game, they need it. I mean, they are. I, I don't, would you put them in right now? I wouldn't, but the committee will. I mean, yeah, Tom Izzo, yeah. are you kidding me? 
Yeah, and that, I mean that Baylor win probably like buoys them a lot. I mean, like we our our good for our good, but our one of our good buddies who's an IU fan, you know, he texted us the other day like, you know, IU and Michigan State have identical records at the time they did, but like Michigan State was like twenty sixth, and then Indiana was like ninety eighth. And I think I mean Michigan State had some better wins, but it's just like it's crazy. And they play a hard knock conference. They beef up. Yeah, they do. They do. Years, yeah. So. Uh, the night game tomorrow night, Iowa at Maryland. Maryland's a four and a half point favorite. This is one of the ones I just take the home team because I don't know really who to take. Yeah, I mean Maryland a couple weeks ago again. They were, I thought they were going to be you know maybe potentially you know uh, competing for that you know that that last spot for the double buy in the tournament, and then they have just kind of careened off a cliff. Um, they're just not good right now, um, but I think I'll take Maryland just because you yeah, have the home team because Iowa doesn't play defense. Of course, Maryland sometimes struggles to play offense, so we'll see. Yes, yes, yes. Could be a rock fight there. Uh, Northwestern at Rutgers Thursday night at 6.30. Big one for the Wildcats here on the road. Oh, man. They've got two tough road games mm-hmm. this week um, than they go into Bloomington over the weekend. Um Rutgers is playing a lot better since they got uh, the Williams kid off yes. the NCAA suspend or the. They got two guys off. Was um, it two? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't uh, realize Williams is the only one really contributing, but they got another yeah. one. Okay, I think I'm gonna take Rutgers just because they're playing a lot better. I mean, thank God we played it when we did, at least on the road. I'm gonna take Northwestern in a close one. I don't know why. Um, I think they're the better team, but Rutgers is a yeah. tough place to play and. And they are playing better, so it wouldn't shock me by any means if yeah. Rutgers pulls that one out. Purdue at home against Minnesota, eight thirty uh, Thursday night. I guess uh, I'm I'm assuming we're both taking Purdue, so let's do a score prediction and a, an MVP for the game. I'm gonna go Boilers, ninety-two. Oh, ninety. Sixty-eight. Oh, I love that. I love that. Mm. 9274. I was going to say my original thought was less than 20. So 9274. Um, I think Zach is close to breaking Joe Barry Carroll's record for rebounds. Yes. I don't know how much he has left. I think he needs like a 20 game to get it, which is possible. Does he? I'd love to see him get it at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say this game, Fletcher Lawyer. I like it. I like it. He had a quiet game. Uh, Saturday, I think, yeah, I think he has a nice, especially people were worried because there was that whole thing where he kept, you know, kept the starters in late, which I, I, I mean, I needed to, which is why I was like, cause I was like, I was like, man, we're, they're out there a long time. I was like, well, I mean, Indiana's out there. It's like, I mean, it wouldn't like, it would not surprise me if they hit like three threes in a row, just, you know, again, if they're just desperation, you know, cause they had some guys out there who, who could hit them is like, you know, that 20 point game all of a sudden becomes an 11 point game. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh crap, you know, we still have like four minutes to go. Um, and then Fletcher got hurt, and then paint was like, <laughs> get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he was looking like just a cramp. So I, I think, yeah, he comes out and gets like 18. I'm gonna go Purdue 82, Minnesota 64. Um player of the game. I actually could go Trey Kaufman Wren. I think Trey Kaufman. I, I'm, quiet, seeing a, yeah. I'm seeing a 15 point game out of Trey this one. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I don't know. Just throwing it out there. He had a good game on the boards the other day, and I still think, I still think he'll be the guy the offense goes through next year. So, interesting to see if Dawson Garcia. I think he got hurt in their last game. Yeah, he hurt his um, groin. 
Yeah, interesting if he, which I mean, that's a, I mean, even if he's uh, back, it's a, a nagging injury. Uh, I mean, he's a leading scorer at 17. Cam Christie, the the freshman at, with 11, he's shooting 40% from three. So watch out. Um, they've got a guard, uh, Mike Mitchell. He's a junior. I don't know if he's a transfer. Uh, let's see here. I've not watched a lot of Minnesota this year. So I came from Pepperdine, looks like. Um, but he's averaging 10 a game. He's shooting 39%. So they got some guys who can, I mean, I'm seeing. I don't know the volume, but they've got uh, one, two, three guys in their top five scores who are shooting 39% or better from three. So, I mean, it's one of those games where, you know, anything can happen, but if we can keep them below their average, I like our I like our chances. Yep. And I'm glad we don't have to go up to the barn this year. I know it'd probably be a decently easy road win for Purdue, but that place still gives me nightmares. For it's got reason. weird vibes. Weird yep. vibes. Yep. We got a uh, four game slate on Saturday, starting with Penn State at Nebraska. Ooh. Sneaky good game, I feel like. I mean, I feel mm-hmm. like if you like if you're just an average basketball fan, you look at the game like, oh, this is a boring game. But I mean both these this teams. This isn't football. <laughs> yeah, so both these, I mean, I think over under 170 combined points. <laughs> yeah, there could be a lot of offense on this one. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Nebraska just because they're at home. Yeah, they don't lose at home very often. I think only one time yeah. this year, if I'm not mistaken. So one or two times. So take Nebraska home. 215 on Saturday, Wisconsin at Iowa. Man, this is a tough one. I want to say Iowa, or I want to say Wisconsin has a good week this week. They kind of right the ship after dropping four straight. Um, Wisconsin in a one possession game. Yeah, it's gonna be tight either way. I'll, I'll go yeah. Iowa to switch things up. Illinois at Maryland. Maryland had went in the Champagne earlier this year and beat Illinois. Maryland is a thorn in Brad Underwood's side. And for, just for that, I'm going to say I think it's a close game uh, again. Um, you know, just because again, it's, you know, road teams are struggling this year. I'm going to I'm going to take Maryland. I I'm mean, the take... Maryland fans are, are pretty nasty, so I'm excited yeah. to see what they do with uh, Terrence Shannon. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. And Shannon did yeah. not play the first time uh, they played each other. I don't believe. That's right. So, yeah. yeah. Um, I will take Illinois in a close one in this one. Yeah. And then the national Fox game at eight o'clock, Michigan state at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, Michigan state by 15. Yeah. Yeah. Michigan state <laughs> should throttle them Sunday, CBS one o'clock Purdue at Ohio state. We go Purdue 82 Ohio state 67. I'll go Purdue 86 Ohio state 68 and MVP. I'll go Lance Jones. I was gonna say Lance Jones too. Yeah, he's yeah he had didn't have a great game last game on Saturday. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. I think, last I think time we were on the road on CBS, he against Wisconsin, he did pretty well. So yeah, keep those vibes going. I mean, Zach's gonna do what Zach does. I feel like picking yeah. Zach for an MVP is too easy yeah, every time. So. <laughs> Which again, like, I mean, if you read Brian Newbert's weekly or uh, three thousand week, it's just like it's what he's doing is just un- unreal. Uh, just like it's just it, it's hard to take it for granted and. That's why, like, again, him hitting that three was just so cool. It's just like it's so cool to see the fan reaction. They like watching the. I, mean, I probably watched the video or different videos of that three probably forty different times, and like just seeing all the players just go nuts. I mean, you know, saw Miles Colvin on the bench going nuts. So for all you body language experts, like you know, riddle me that for those who thought he was, you know, transferring because of one possession a couple of games ago. Um, but just like, yeah, just seeing everybody just go nuts. I mean, Lance was hilarious, pumping the crowd up and just going crazy. It was it was really cool. You can tell that uh, Zach is one of Matt's favorite players he ever coached. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, it's more and if more. Not maybe his favorite. I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to even speculate who his favorite player of all time was, but he yeah. is his coach. But yeah, yeah. he's got to be up to. just so gratifying too. Of just like a guy that you know, you and I mean, really was it Baylor? I think Baylor was his only like big time offer. Minnesota as well. Oh, that's right. I forgot Minnesota. Yeah, so, I'm sure they're that, that, that was that was little Patino, wasn't yes, that the time? Richard, yeah. Yep. So him, and then Scott Drew's at. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that Baylor? So it's yep. like, you know, you've got the guy and then like, you know, again, ranked 400 or whatever in the class and, you know. 437, I believe. Yeah, good chance of being back-to-back national player of the year. So yep. Oh, for seeing something bad. Yeah, he he's, he's yeah. should have that wrapped up. Um, three o'clock Northwestern at Indiana. Ah, this is an interesting game. Um Indiana struggles against really, really good guards, especially if Xavier Johnson's not back, which I don't understand why. I don't, I don't have any. I don't have any thought of why he would be back. I mean, I saw him on Saturday. He had this massive brace mm-hmm. on his arm. I showed him on TV. Um, yeah. Um, so Indiana gives up a lot of threes, um, and Northwestern can shoot the three really, really well. So hopefully, Ooh. they shoot as well as in Assembly Hall as they did at Mackey. <laughs> um, I just have a feeling Indiana's going to get it done just because it's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how the fan base is because I know they hate Northwestern a lot too because, I mean, they, they beat them last year in in uh, Evanston, Northwestern, I should say, because they beat like Purdue and Indiana and both really, really close games. And it was kind of a, you know, Bowie got away with a push off at the end on Galloway to to, to seal it. But interesting what that what that fan turnout is of that thing, especially depending on, actually, that's, that's their next game. So it'll be interesting to see what that fan turnout is after, their struggle, but I think I think Indiana squeaks it out. I'm taking Northwestern. I just, I mean, I'm not saying that just because I don't like Indiana, but I really yeah. just don't like the vibes this Indiana team's putting out. I just, I think, I think some of their guys have already caved in for the yeah. season. There's yeah. no coming out of that. So. Then uh, to end the week off Sunday night, six thirty, Rutgers at Minnesota. I'm taking Minnesota. They split the week. I'm taking the Gophers as well, as well. Let's see if we got any decent top twenty-five matchups this week going on. Um, there's a bunch in action tonight. Um, Marquette beat Butler by six. Wow, uh, NES State after getting ranked for the first time since what seventy-seven, they're gonna look like they're gonna lose. <laughs> they're gonna lose already at home. At home. Yeah, they're down seventy-five, sixty-four to Illinois State. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. Shout out to Bloomington, Illinois. I used to cover that area in my old in my previous role. So shout out to Brock's back for football. I was to make it to a game out there. I was actually I, I actually tuned tuned into a game on Saturday. It was Illinois State against Bradley. So some uh, you sicko. Yeah, it was uh, some essential <laughs> Illinois rivalry there because it's Peoria and Bloomington are only like forty five minutes apart. So I was I was watching. I used to cover both those uh, universities were customers of mine, and so I was. Had a little soft spot for him, but I was I always <laughs> wanted to get to a game in that at, at Illinois State and just never did. Um, so shout out to Bloomington, Illinois. Great, great little college town. Well, let's look tomorrow night. We got a good one. SEC number eleven, South Carolina at number thirteen, Auburn. Did Auburn just come off a, a loss? Yeah, to Florida. Florida killed them. Just killed them. So I think because yeah, because they beat Alabama. Yep. And then, killed them. They just, and then yeah, they just dropped a yeah. A, the game. Uh, I think they bounced back at home against a good yep. South Carolina team. I agree. I guess yeah. they were 11th. Good yeah, Lord. they really rose up the last few weeks. Number eight, Tennessee, nine half point favorite at Arkansas, who is not having a good year. No. Uh, so you, you do wonder, like, especially with like some of these, you know, jobs that you think might open between like 
I mean, guy, I think Michigan and Ohio State open, which those, you know, Louisville's yes, opening for Louisville's sure. Opening like those are like you know those are massive football schools, but they got a lot of money. And I mean, and Michigan's obviously pretty proud of their basketball history, and you know, Ohio State, you know, they've had a lot of success in the you know this century at least. Um, you wonder, you know, does a Muscleman fit at that? You know, if you know, there's a lot of thought. I think a really good fit at Louisville is Mick Cronin. So you wonder, like, you know, if, if he mm. leaves UCLA, does that does a Muscleman fit in with you with that LA culture? I'm not sure. I mean, he's coached on the West Coast before. He coached at Nevada, right? He coached Nevada. Yes, yes, Nevada. Then, yeah. yep, yep. Um, so you wonder, like, would that mm-hmm. would he be interested in that? And obviously, the Big Ten money still because obviously they're coming in. Um, Tennessee coming off a really bad loss. I, they got blown out against against Texas A&M. Um, so you wonder how they respond. Um, I think I'll take Tennessee in this one. I will as well. Go back to Musselman. Yeah, he's coached out west, but then he'd be part of the Big Ten with UCLA right. coming to the Big yeah. Ten next year. So you wonder, like, like there's a there's like there's a job because now like one of the names that's been thrown out when you know as Michigan has struggled over the over the this season is like you know there's a coach in the SEC who's from Michigan and that's Nate Oates. You know, would he leave? And again, Alabama's have. I mean, they're they're down a decent little year this year, but probably not what they expected. I, I believe the South Carolina coach has Michigan ties as well. Because I've heard his name thrown out there. Oh, okay. And obviously, I mean, yeah. another up and comer is Indiana State's coach. I mean, he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been kind of a hot name right now. So you know, with that, would Ohio State look at him, sort of thing? I don't know. I mean, they've taken. You know, I mean, um, Holtman came from Butler, so another Indiana mm-hmm. tie. So would they do that again? Would they go back to the Indiana well? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Yep. Remember when Holtman was a was a name that was thrown out for the next for the Calipari successor? Have you heard? Yes. <laughs> Which that's a job that could open up potentially. That's true. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Which God, know. who knows what direction they'd go in if that opened up. So. Yeah, yeah, that'd be. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, over the weekend, uh, we got some good ones. Texas Tech at number ten, Iowa State. Big Twelve is a great conference this year for basketball. Mm-hmm. It's a just an absolute meat grinder. I'll take Iowa State. Yep. You know, Texas Tech came off a huge win. Um, I'm going to take Iowa State. Yep, me too. Texas A&M at Alabama. Buzz Williams pisses me off. <laughs> I'll take Alabama. I take it Alabama as well. Creighton at Butler, a rematch from the crazy game, the first time the overtime game at Creighton where nobody played in defense. <laughs> I mean, Butler just played uh, Marquette really tough at Hinkle tonight. Um, I'm going to take Butler in this one. I'm going to take Creighton and a close one. I think I think Butler's going to look back on this week and shoot. I think and shoot what could have been. We we have ten losses now. We can't afford to lose too many more mm-hmm. to be on the right side of the bubble. Probably have to I make think, some noise in the Big East. I think tournament. they're going to be sweating it out a little bit on on yeah. Sunday. I think they're going to be on the bubble going into it. Today they were in Lunardi's um, first or last four buys. I think is what they were. So, oh. but you know, again, they dropped one tonight. So, well, missed opportunity. A uh, big, big one. Um, kind of surprised game day didn't go here. To be honest. Uh, number four, Marquette, and number one, yeah. UConn. Wow. Uh, I mean, UConn's been legit as of late. I think they win. I think they win that game pretty handily. That place is going to th- be rocking. I think they win that one by double digits. I think UConn wins as well, even though I'll be rooting for Marquette. Um, yep. Number six, Kansas, like you said, lost last night to Texas Tech. Now they travel to the rival at number 25, Oklahoma. Yeah, big question is, is McCuller play? Because he was out their last game. Um, if he plays, I think Kansas wins. If not, I mean, they don't really have much depth. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if Porter Moser and the Sooners get it done. Yep. 
I'll take the Sooners. Why not? I just don't like Kansas. So, uh, Kentucky at Auburn. Auburn. I think they Kentucky does not play defense, and Auburn is athletic as hell. <laughs> yep. I like I like the home teams in these tough SEC yeah. games. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that'll do it. All the rest I don't really see. I can't believe FAU is still ranked. Whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. But whatever. So. But before we let everybody go, we got to remind everybody of the sponsors who make this Boiler Breakdown podcast possible. And the first one is Mad Mushroom. Mad Mushroom has been serving Boilermakers since 1993, and they're located in the heart of West Lafayette and known as the home of the original cheese sticks. But whenever Evan, Andrew, or myself visit, we like to sit down and have an ice cold beer while trying out their latest pizza of the month, which the pizza for February is the Raging Cajun. It's their house-made Cajun sauce with celery, onion, green peppers, tomatoes, chicken, cup and char sausage, and mozzarella cheese starting at $14. So next time you stop in town, tell them the Boiler Breakdown sent you for $5 off any order over $20. And any Boiler Breakdown listener or viewer can use the coupon code BREAK5. That's an all caps B-R-E-A-K-5. Claim the discount online at madmushroom.com. That's Mad Mushroom. Feed your head. And um, speaking of... Uh, you know, pizza and everything. It was sad to see uh, Bruno's uh, go out of business and then shut down for the last time. I believe it was on Sunday uh, over the weekend. There's, they're supposed to be looking for a new location. It's just they haven't found one yet. Hopefully yeah, they get one. But yeah, because yeah, that was uh, I said I was talking to some family of the week, uh, my sister and my dad on, on Saturday night. So I saw like on Wednesday, like I think Wednesday was like one of their last days, and I was like, I would have, I thought, legitimately thought about driving up or driving, yeah, driving to Lafayette to uh, get some Bruno dough because man, what a staple! Yes, what a staple. But uh, where I was going with that is, you can still get great pizza right there on campus mm-hmm. in West Lafayette. Mad Mushroom, take advantage, order over twenty dollars, tell them the boy the breakdown sent you, or use discount code Break Five online and get five dollars off your order over twenty dollars. Before you get into our next read, Webby. Thad Mooney says Syracuse is up on UNC 80 to 75 with yep. 48 seconds left. I've got it pulled up on my phone following it. Wow. College basketball. College <laughs> basketball. I love it. As I said on Sunday, so that was very glad football is finally over because I am ready for college basketball to take center stage as it does in my heart every single day of the year. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I'm wearing, as you can see, I'm wearing a shirt from our wonderful partners at The Shop. Uh, they've been making hometown apparel since 2011, um, starting out in the garage. You know, they've now moved up to two, soon to be three, brick-and-mortar locations. They have a complete online store. Great people. Um, they make great shirts. makes everybody happy. They're super comfortable, um, whether you're, you know, Majority of the big schools in the state, except for the one up in South Bend, we won't want to name any names. Um, you can find great merch, um, especially if you're a Sycamore right now. I know your team's probably going to lose tonight, but hey, keep celebrating. It's a hell of a year so far. Um, I do not want to see you as Purdue's eight or nine seed. For the love of God, that'd be terrifying, um, especially just from a narrative standpoint. <laughs> um, but if you're a fan of any, you know, a lot of Indiana schools, they've got they've got they've got stuff for you. If you're a fan of the Colts, um, no season like the off season right now with the NFL. Um, get yourself oh. there. Get the Pacers. They've got an awesome line out. I, I'm actually. I, I want to go 
I need to go right now, really, to go get. Um, they've got some cool stuff for the All Star Game this weekend here in Indy. I keep forgetting that's coming up. I know. I just so, don't I was, follow the NBA anymore. When tickets went off, I, I missed when tickets went on sale because I wanted to go to. Because I know we as a friend group had always talked about like we have to go to the dunk competition together as friends. And then of course everybody left. Andrew um, <laughs> left the state. Um, and I missed when they went on because I saw when they went on sale because I saw someone who posted and said they got tickets and then they went they went on. I mean oh, they sold quick. out immediately. Yeah. Um and it's like well, it's interesting I tried to, to me that them. they're doing the dunk contest, three point shootout, skills contest, all that Lucas Oil, but the mm-hmm. game itself's gonna be a game bridge. I found that really interesting. I know. Yeah, I feel like it I mean it's probably because they won it at the NBA affiliated arena, I yeah, guess but, itself, I mean, probably, I, but I just can't imagine the environment in Lucas Oil is going to be as good as it could be if, like, I mean, if you put, if you pack Gamebridge Fields, the place is an incredible basketball True. environment. But if you take that same amount of people and put them in Lucas Oil, it's going to be nothing even close. Good point. Good no matter, point. no matter even if you like shut off half the venue because of you, know, if you put a curtain up or whatever. But yeah, they've got an awesome, you know, uh, list of shirts for that um, for the All Star. I've been wanting to go pick one up. They've got, I've been along with the Gene Katie line that came out with a couple, you know, about a month. Yeah, ago. I need to grab one of those. Um, but if you can't make it to one, they're, they're either the Broad Ripple or their Carmel location or soon to be downtown Indy location. You can go online at theshopindy.com. Use promo code BREAKDOWN and get 25% off your first order. Yes, you will not be disappointed. And if you need a last-minute uh, Valentine's Day gift tomorrow and you can get to one of their uh, store locations, take advantage. Take advantage of that. So, Any final thoughts, Webby, as we, uh, we get ready for hopefully another good week of Boilermaker basketball? It's always a good time when you can beat the Hoosiers, especially dominate them two times. I mean, it's always special when you can beat them down in their place because it's such a hard place to win. But when you can curb stomp them twice, it's a uh, it's a lot of fun. Yes, and it's fun to talk about. It's this podcast has been a lot more enjoyable than the uh, two last year that were uh, following yeah. the Indiana games for sure, for sure. So uh, let's boil it up, hammer down, beat the Golden Gophers, and beat the Buckeyes. Boil it up.